Garrett Cole is a New York Yankee. Start spreading the news. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell a friend, and tell a friend. He's ours now, baby. What's up, Yankee fans? It's your girl, Iris, and I am back with another episode. Thank you all for tuning in. And if you aren't following me on my social media accounts, go ahead and do so. My Instagram, Yanks Next Man Up, and my Twitter account, which is Last Single Digits. So go ahead and follow. I do follow back. I do interact with fans as myself. And I love talking Yankees baseball. It's better than that, right? So I was actually going to record for you guys uh, sooner when Cole did sign. I wanted to record on Sunday and then, you know, I got sidetracked and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to wait for the official uh, announcement by the Yankees for the roster move and the press conference. So waited for all of that. And at the same time, I was getting my holiday shopping in. So, you know been pretty busy and at the same time I've been keeping track of what's been going on with the Yankees and Christmas is right around the corner so I hope you guys got what you well I hope you guys do get what you want for Christmas if you didn't get anything we got Garrett Cole and that's enough right I mean it makes me happy (laughs) Um, so yeah, Merry Christmas to everyone, to yours and your family. And let's talk about the hottest topic of conversation. Garrett Cole is a New York Yankee. So after so much anticipation, after wanting him for so long, you know, they finally got him. This time they nailed it at the winter meetings. So they signed him to a record deal nine years 324 million dollars that's crazy right like just just to just to look at that those numbers is like man it's like if I ever had a kid he's gonna learn some baseball but anyways Garrett Cole has an opt-out after five years. No trade clause. No deferrals. It's a straight AAV of $36 million. And he would still be young if he were to opt-out after the 2024 season. 34 years old. So, that's still young. Hopefully, we can retain him for all nine years. And Ken Rosenthal actually provided more insight on the opt-out part. So he said, he, basically, if he were to opt out after the fifth year, the Yankees may void the opt out and extend the contract to one more year for $36 million. So if that last part were to happen, the contract is pretty much worth 10 years, $360 million. Like, that's 40 short from $400 million. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Holy cow, right? Lottery numbers. But let's worry about that fifth year later on. 
because the window to win is now. Now that they got this great group of guys, young, talented, and they're prime. So the time to win is now because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. I do think he's going to love it, though, because, I mean, obviously the Yankees have a great team. They're fun, great great chemistry, great group, uh, group of guys. They're always supporting each other. And the Yankees, they're always looking for ways to improve, whether it's by trade, international signings, the draft, and as, as Cashman called it, the big hammer, in this case, Cole's contract. He's worth every, every penny of that. That's what it was going to take to get a guy like Cole. So, let's start with 2020. Let's go ahead and win a bunch of championships before that time comes. And you know what? You got to give credit where credit is due. Because I know that Heyman, he's the type to repeat himself time and time again. But he was the first to report the Strasburg signing as well as the Cole signing. So there is truth to his tweets, believe it or not. And you know what? The Yankees, they print money. So anybody that's complaining or has complained, they need to go somewhere. Because you know what? The Yankees... They don't care who isn't happy about their signing. They're happy, so that's that's what matters, right? Money well spent. You know, and that's what's up because it's their money. Why not? And I'm happy about the decision. You know, I got to tell you, like, it feels really good. To wake up a Yankee fan, it really does. Like, it paid off staying up the night that he signed. Like, something told me, don't go to sleep. So, you know, I stood up. And as I told you guys on Twitter, I see my phone light up. I checked to see if it was a real account because there's a lot of, you know, fake accounts out there trying, pretending to be Heyman, Passan, Rosenthal. So... I pretty much looked for the verified check mark and then I froze. And then I almost threw my phone across the room. So I was like, nah, chill. So then I started jumping on the bed like a little kid. I smacked the crap out of my my bed. Like I was so happy. I was yelling, Let's go, let's go. Like a couple times and I'm pretty sure the neighbors heard it, but nobody came knocking on my door, so it's all good then. And it really felt like like New Year's, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Like, I couldn't sleep. And as cheesy as it sounds, that's who I wanted for Christmas. All I wanted for Christmas was Cole. The evil empire. It feels like they're back. You know, Hal put on his big boy pants he opened up his wallet and you know he went he went ahead and and brought Cole home to where he belongs a second home away from home 
And the Yankees, they may recoup money from this Ellsbury situation. And with Tanaka and Paxton in the walk years, the timing couldn't have been more perfect. In my previous episode, I said that his average annual value might have been anywhere from 37 through 39. But he goes ahead and signs for $36 million. And I did say it may take seven, eight, or even nine years. It took nine. And we heard that supposedly the Yankees made an initial offer of 245 over seven. But then we later found out that they didn't make an offer at all. And Strasburg actually came out signing that rumored contract of 245 over seven. And and that was crazy because we all thought it was good enough for Cole as an initial offer because $35 million, that already would have made him the highest paid pitcher in baseball, but it was going to take 300, 300 plus. And it actually took $79 million more to be exact. And yeah, that's a lot of moolah right there, but he is younger. He's 29, very smart. He's arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball. And the opt-out made both parties feel comfortable. I'll tell you one thing, though. Strasburg at 32, as talented as he is, I didn't think he was going to get all that. You know, I thought he was going to get maybe 220, maybe to to something i didn't think he was gonna but you you know what credit to his um his agent after that i made a prediction on twitter and i wrote how i thought cole would get 312 million dollars over eight years plus a signing bonus so that's what i thought it around there what it would have took to get cole it actually took $12 million more in an extra year. And Hal deserves a ton of credit for going that ninth year. So nobody can say Hal is cheap anymore, even though the Yankees' payroll has been up there. They just haven't spent as much as, you know, the years when they did go crazy spending. Um, but, yeah, so we all agree that Hal isn't cheap. Okay, so now you just got to put respect in that man's name. Because passing up on Machado and Harper paid off. And I can't say enough about DJ, who has been tremendous for us ever since we got him. We only needed a placeholder at the time with DD. Uh, he, he was expected to return July, August. So he did. They saw Manny as a luxury they saw Harper as a luxury. And that same offseason, the Yankees signed Hicks to a seven-year contract. So that pretty much closed the door on Harper. But the point here is they were saving that big boy money for Cole. So passing up on Corbin paid off. The Yankees got their white whale. And it's no wonder why Boone kept smiling. Super hard. <laughs> like... He just couldn't, like, contain his emotions as much. But, like, he's kind of, like, easy to read. Because during his interviews, 
You know, he seemed a little... He wasn't just, like, serious. He was, like... He seemed really happy. And... And this is why. Because they closed a deal three hours before it was announced. So, we saw Cashman looking confident during his interviews as well. He let out a few smirks, but he didn't give in to the media. He's been doing this for a while, so he knows what it is. Especially with the Yankees. People, like, magnify everything. They look into it, like, on another level. So he's not going to give people something to talk about. But when I, you know, I, I thought the Yankees were... Like, really serious about Cole. But when I started to, like, think that they were, like, really, 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 really in on him is when Sherman reported that the Yankees were trying to move Hap's contract to go get Cole. So, obviously, him putting that out there, it was like, oh, okay, so so they're really trying. And then we heard a few teams... Um, NL teams were interested in Hap, and there was an AL team being interested in Hap. So we heard the Brewers, and we heard the Jays, but nothing has happened so far. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen later on, but as of now, he's a Yankee. I do think he's going to get traded some way, somehow, because of all the money that he's owed. And... Whatever happens, happens. I trust the front the front office. They do a great job of bringing in good players. So whatever Cashman says, it goes. So the Yankees, they actually made Cole their offer a day before his, he signed, which was on December 10th. And everybody was like, oh, like, what's the offer? What's the offer? And, you know, the Yankees, the way they operate, they don't leak things. They don't leak things for their competition to go ahead and top their offer. So I was like, you know, they're probably still negotiating, which they were. And if they get him, it'll be announced when he actually signs. So that's exactly what happened. It was announced when he signed. We knew the, the offer, the time that he signed. Nothing was leaked. Great job by the Yankees. And last minute, we actually heard about two mystery teams, supposedly being the, the Giants and the Astros. So I'm not even sure how serious they were about that, if at all. And how the Angels... Supposedly were the leaders at the end, but it could have been a talk because the Angels' offer was actually south of 300, eight years with the furrows. So first of all, the Angels had a horrible season, right? They were 18 games under 500. They didn't finish second, third, they finished fourth in their division. So, a team like the Angels, I didn't see them blowing all their money on just one guy. They were probably looking to fill, you know, two spots or so. 
the only option left out there is Ryu, or they can make a trade. They recently signed Julio, Julio, um, Terran, if that's how you pronounce his name. They signed him for a one-year deal. And all this angel talks for nothing because it seems like, you know, the, the Dodgers were actually the Yankees' biggest competition because their offer was eight years, $300 million, and it did include deferrals. So that's a better offer than the Angels. I'm not sure if he was crazy about the Dodgers anyway. But the Yankees offer. I mean, they they did blow. If if you think of the whole contract, the opt out part, if the Yankees have to add another year, they blew everybody out the water. That's what I'm saying. Like they're they're like the Yankees of before. I automatically think of that evil empire thing all over again. So, Cole did not go to the Dodgers, even though, you know, he was the Dodgers' focus the entire season. This was the guy that they cleared payroll for. This is the guy that they got under the luxury tax for. But the Yankees ended up bullying them. So you got to love it because the Yankees from the past, it feels like they're back. I love being the most hated team. You know, the underdog run, it was cool. But the Yankees needed to make a move to put them over the top. Now they're expected to win multiple, multiple rings. They have a a good rotation now in no order. Um, Cole, obviously the number one starter. We have Tanaka. We have Paxton, Severino. We have Hap. If he gets moved, we have Montgomery. We have some youngsters that can fight for the fifth spot. The addition of Cole takes pressure off others to be an ace or a top of the rotation starter. And then we got Davey Garcia, Michael King waiting in the wings. We have seen glimpse of good Sessa and bad Sessa. We have seen the same for Loasiga. They have started. They have pitched out of the bullpen. So the Yankees have some depth there. They did lose Chance Adams. They DFA'd him to make room for Cole on the 40-man roster. Uh, they can bring him back, but I'm not sure if they're looking to bring him back. And depending on the dudes um, that I name, maybe one or two could fill a a rotation spot if Paxton and Tanaka, they don't come back. And then they also have others on the 40-man roster that the Yankees added who you shouldn't sleep on. You know, I talked about my previous episode, all the guys that they put on the roster, and they had some pretty good numbers. I mean, it doesn't always play up in the bigs, but they have some promising talent. And we have Herman, 
maybe he returns later in the year. We don't really have an update on him. The only thing that we know is that he may be in rehab or therapy. And they're trying to get him right before they figure out how to discipline him. But he did win 18 games for us. So if we can get him back, he's going to help tremendously whether it's as a starter or a bullpen option down the road. I'm just glad that, you know, we got an ace and we didn't have to settle for tier two, tier three, fallback options, because I was tired of fans, like, trying to settle for, like, a number two, three starter. I just couldn't picture 2020 without Cole. And... The new collective bargaining agreement actually goes into place after the 2021 season. So the MLBPA, the Player Association, they will push for a lesser luxury tax penalty and higher thresholds in order to encourage more team spending. So that's a great thing for the Yankees. They have a lot of money committed to certain players and it would definitely help them in extending their own stars like Judge, Torres, or if they want to extend other guys like DJ, and we'll see. But yeah, you know, they got Cole. We can worry about that money part later on. Let's focus on 2020. And I, you know what? Third time's a charm because... They drafted this kid out of high school. The Yankees tried to trade for him. It didn't work out. And all it took it was convincing and a lot of money. This was the right move. It's a move for now. It's a move for the future. You know, the Yankees loved his makeup. They thought he was special. He's hungry to win. The Yankees are convinced that he can thrive in New York. And after that four-and-a-half-hour meeting... You know, they got to know a lot about him. And then he got to learn a lot about the Yankees as well. Who, in fact, they gave him a a nice gift. It was a gold-colored home plate shape box. So pretty much when you open it up, there's an iPad with information. It talks about, you know, all about the Steinbrenners, um, the clubhouse, amenities, resources to players' families, like where to live in New York or where to live outside of New York, stuff like that, and more. You know, I thought that was pretty neat. I know that, plus the money will sell me. It sounds something like, it sounds exclusive, and it sounds like something that we won't see. <laughs> um, and it gets me wondering, like, how many players have they actually shown this to like did they show this to Machado during that meeting or is Cole the first person but what ultimately what ultimately convinced Cole was five conversations with Hal and five with Andy Pettit so he heard stories about Pettit pitching in New York living in New York and when the meeting was over they had a 20-minute private conversation, and they hit it off. We obviously don't know everything that they talked about, 
but we do know that he told Cole, when you make the playoffs all the time, it relaxes you for the challenge of chasing titles. So, yeah, Andy Pettit is the ultimate GOAT. But so is Sabathia because he gave that idea to Aaron Boone. He told him to bring Andy. You know, CC couldn't make it. He obviously wanted to go, but, you know, he had the surgery. He had to do a couple things, so he wasn't able to make it. But Andy, Andy did his thing. And for those who don't know, Andy Pettit was Cole's favorite pitcher as a fan growing up. While Pettit was pitching, he was one of my favorites as well. Who doesn't love Andy? Even Boris was blown away by Andy. He called him remarkable. And I quote, he threw a nine-inning shutout during that meeting. He was really something. And for Boras to, to say that, he's dealt with a lot of recruitment over the years, so he's probably heard a lot, you know. But then again, it's Andy Pettit. And... Matt Blake and the analytics department, they also played a big factor in Cole's decision. You know, Matt, he's already he's already playing a big role in the organization. The fans recognize that. They respect that. I love Matt already. You know, no disrespect to to Rothschild, but I thought I doubt he would have made that same impact. We know about Blake and his background. And the analytics talk, definitely impressed. And I like Matt even more after watching a recent interview with Justin Shackle on the Yankees YouTube channel. If you guys haven't already seen that, go check it out. He goes in depth on himself. He talks about pitching. And I believe the video is under 10 minutes. Yeah, it's about like a six, seven minute video. So yeah, another guy sounds really smart. So check it out. So what's cool was, you know, the night the deal was announced, on the way to dinner, Boone kept quietly pumping his fist. So he was quietly, you know, pumping his fist and... Shit, I would too, knowing the deal was done, but it just wasn't announced yet. Madden, he was dining in the same restaurant, and Marley Rivera from ESPN, she asked Cashman, are we allowed to finish our dinner with no breaking news? And then Cashman smiled and told her, enjoy your meal. So when the news broke out an hour later, Madden, he headed over to, to Cashman, or Santa Cashman, he congratulated him. Think about how crushing that must have felt to Madden. Finding out Cole sign. Like, like I knew if the Yankees missed out on Cole, like I was just I don't even know. Like it would have been such a disappointing feeling knowing they were so close, but they got him. What an appetizing feeling for, for Cashman and the Yankees. Cashman actually got a standing ovation. There was a lot of celebration going on. You know, too bad that there's no video on that because I replay the 
the fuck out of it. You know, I, I troll Angels fans with it. Supposedly, Garrett Cole gave the Angels a serious consideration, but his priority came in trying to win a World Series. And we know the Angels are a long ways from being a a strong contender, if one at all, because they did finish fourth. They did make some moves, but, you know, I think it's going to take more than the moves that they already have in place. Maybe some prospects come up and, you know, make a, make a name for themselves. I, I don't follow the Angels um, minor, minor leagues often, so... We'll have to see. And CC actually has some pretty nice things to say about Garrett on the R2C2 podcast. So he was asked about, you know, his initial reaction. And he was like, I was excited, man. I was I was excited. Like I said, since the beginning of the offseason, that was a guy the Yankees needed to have. Whatever it took. And I'm glad he's here. And Ruko asked Cece if he had a feeling on how the meeting was going to go. So Cece was like, I had a feeling once Cash flew out there, when he took Andy, I was like, yeah, Andy's got a good chance of getting this done. That's all it takes. When you talk to Andy, he can convince you to do pretty much anything. That's crazy, right? That That just shows you like, what what a legend this guy is and how many people respect him his numbers speak for him for themselves and he's a great dude like he really is a great dude and I'm just glad the Yankees still have him around even though he's not a player he's a he still is a leader and then you know, he was asked what advice he would give to Cole because New York is a different animal. And Sabathia, he was just saying how he's going to be fine as long as his family is comfortable, has a good place to live, good routine, gets to the ballpark on time. And he didn't see any red flags. He said he thinks that his personality um, is going to be good. His stuff's good, so the team's going to be good. That don't know right there is enough for me to say this guy's gonna be awesome for us. So, you know, Yankee players, former and current, they had instant reaction to the news as well. Judge tweeted out a side eye emoji. You know, he knows what it is. Kinda like, you know what I'm thinking. World Series vibes. And Torres, he tweeted out a crowd giving a standing ovation. Pretty much what happened with um, Cashman, except we didn't see that. Um, he actually went live a couple, di- um, couple days before Garrett Cole signed. And they asked him, you know, if the Incas are going to get Cole. And he was like, I hope so. So you just got your wish. Uh, Reggie Jackson, he wrote like a paragraph and, you know, he just, he was thanking um, 
how Hank, Brian, he was like, we got a bad man. He said that with like nine A's. He's so excited. I love that. You know, former Yankee Phil Hughes, he he posted uh, like a jersey and everybody talks about how they don't like the little tiny Nike sign on the jersey. Um, I don't see that as an issue. And Hughes actually posted a big Nike sign across the whole jersey and he put, Cole's going to look so good in this. No beer though, because tradition guys. So, so he's pretty much trolling, being funny. And let's be honest, Cole would look good in anything, anything Yankees. Luke Voigt, he was like, hey, the number 45 jersey fits really weird and it runs really big. Not a problem <laughs> that you will want for about nine years. So I'll take care of it. Congrats, man. Let's get 28. And then in my previous podcast, I joked that Cole didn't even need to ask Voigt uh, for permission to take no- number 45. He can just override it. He can take it. The world is his. And I know Voigt was joking. He would have gave that number up for Cole. He actually asked fans to let him know what number he should wear. So he ended up choosing number 59 to honor his brother. So that was his college football number um, while he was the captain of the football team at West Point. And then we learned that he made a, a gift exchange for that number. Just we don't know what exactly. A-Rod applauded the move. He was like, that's a move they had to make. Great job by Steinbrenner, Brian Cashman, Severino. He tweeted out three fire flame emojis and a gift that said, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, it was hilarious. Mike Talkman, he was like, just woke up. Anything happened last night? <laughs> so I think that was one of the best ones. Zach Britton um, also tweeted a little girl dancing and hashtag they call for Christmas. Paxson, he had an interview with MLB Network Radio. He had a lot of positive things to say about Cole. He was obviously excited. He knows him from a few years ago, so that's that's good to know. You know, he's coming into a clubhouse knowing some guys. And he talked about how he can't wait to learn from him and how this will benefit others. They're going to feel more relaxed. Higgy, once the, announce, once the announcement was made, became official, he wrote... Let's go in three exclamation marks. And then he pretty much wrote, welcome, bro. So, yeah, they all seem pretty stoked. And, I mean, why wouldn't they be happy? This guy's impressive. He's a bonafide ace. Should I remind you of his 2019 stats? I will for fun. Because, look at this. 33 games. Cole was incredible. 20 wins, 5 loss. His ERA, 2.50, was ranked 3rd. Innings pitch, 212.1. That was ranked 4th. Strikeouts, 326. That's 1st in the majors. His K-9 through ratio was 1st at 13.8. His whip was 0.89. That was rated 2nd. The hitters had a... 186 batting average against him. That was ranked number two. And oh yeah, he was awesome in the playoffs. He went like four and one, 
he had an ERA under under two. So that's impressive, right? And just to show you, he goes the distance. Check out this stat. So he pitched 12 games, going seven plus innings, allowing just one earned run or fewer. All of the Yankee starters combined pitched 11. You know, hopefully the rest of the, the staff learns a thing or two from him because they really need to go the distance. Shoot, if I'm the rest of the team, I'm doing the same same thing Cole does. I'm looking at how he's training. I'm looking at his routine. I'm going to eat similar to what he's eating. I'm looking at what he's eating. He's a chef, by the way, so you know he takes care of his body. I probably constantly pick his brain, tinker with my own pitches with the help of the pitching coach, of course, or worry more about pitch selection in a certain count or... You know when when to th- when to throw certain pitches stuff like that, and just to show you how valuable a guy like Garrett Cole is, if you want to talk about WAR, his WAR was six point nine. So what an addition, really. He can go toe to toe with anybody. I feel like nothing phases him. The times that I have seen him pitch. He's all about his business. He gets the job done. He doesn't show too much emotion out there. So I feel like he's he's built for this, you know. And the whole process, it was exhausting. My notifications were on. You know, I try to read between the lines and every tweet. Until the finish line. But as exhausting as it was. It was all worth it. Because he's now. A Bronx Bomber. TMZ actually. Caught him on the go. You know. So he still had his long hair. He still had his beard. Uh, So he signed a couple things. And paparazzi. They were like asking him a whole bunch of questions. And he was like. Save it for the for the presser, but he answered a few anyways. So that's nice of him. And basically what they asked him was what excites him about being a Yankee. And he was like, what doesn't excite me? The history, the fans, the city, competitiveness. And they asked him if he would keep his beard. And he was like, that's nuts. And he smiled. So, you know, that picture was caught on on camera yeah everybody was like trying to make a big deal about him looking mad but it was early morning maybe he's not a morning person you know sometimes Yankee fans overanalyze things that don't need that much attention but they do so his press conference was a banger So, first of all, Cole will be donning number 45. 
And by the way, his jersey is selling for $359.99, which is insane. But the Yankees are smart. You know, they got this deal done before Christmas. They know people are going to pay up for a cold jersey. And I already mentioned that Luke is going to wear number 59 in order to get that. Uh, Cole, he didn't feel comfortable discussing what he gave Luke for a gift, but they did exchange gifts. And so he pretty much needs to check with Luke Voigt to see if it's all right to come out with the story. So I feel like, you know, we'll know about that story if they interview Voids or come spring training when all the guys get together. So we'll see about that. And after Cole agreed to a deal with the Yankees, he said that he wore a Yankees cap for three consecutive days. If this is true, he's got that eat, sleep, Yankees model going on already. I like that a lot. And... On Wednesday morning, Garrett Cole shaved. He joked about experiencing razor burns for the first time in 10 years, and he was okay with it. And he pretty much said, if you're a Yankees fan, um, sorry, if you're a Yankee, you shave and that's what's up. You know, for that amount, I'll be shaving whatever for the Yankees too. <laughs> oh, and his physical... It's crazy because it lasted from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. So that was on Monday. But for the amount of money that the Yankees are going to pay this this guy, it makes sense. How annoying it must have been, though, to have been examined, like, for the whole day. How hungry he must have been. I know I'd be hangry because that's way too long for me. But as far as his press conference goes, he really did impress. Turned a lot of heads. I loved how he thanked God first before everyone because he comes first. Then he thanked his family for the support that they gave him over the years. He talked about pictures before him. And that speaks volume because he was thinking of others before himself and thanking others. So it just shows how selfless he is. And he spoke with a lot of confidence up there. I love how confident he was in front of the New York media. We know New York has the biggest media. And it seemed like he fit right in with the media, so that was that was good. He was answering a lot of questions, saying all the right things. He seems like a very smart guy. And the biggest and the best surprise was when he brought that sign from when he was a little kid. That game when the Yankees were facing the D-backs back in 2001. So he showed the sign and he said, I'm here. I've always been here. And the sign read, it was Yankee fan today. 
tomorrow forever. So he not only brought it to the dinner, but also to the press conference, which us fans got to see for the first time. I thought that was so thoughtful of him. You know, he won a lot of people with that sign. Jack Curry talked about his Yankee moment, and he couldn't have put it in a... He couldn't have said anything more perfect. That was a Yankee moment. The blue letters kind of faded, so it kind of looks yellowish. But no debate, it's the same sign. And on Pitching in New York, he has some great quotes, like when he said, pressure is a privilege, and how pressure comes in situations that you've earned, which is facts. And, you know, he just kept saying all the right things. He said it was his dream to have a second opportunity to chase it. He was following his heart. He called the Yankees the best organization in the league, in his opinion. That's my opinion as well. The Yankees are as good as anybody anybody when healthy. And when they perform to the best to their best ability, they can go toe-to-toe with anybody. So he feels confident about being a Yankee because Cashman is always going to try to bring in the best people to give them the best opportunity to win. He fell in love with the Yankees back in the 90s, and he's as hungry as ever. You know, he was just destined to become a Yankee. It's clear to see. And then he had this quote, I want to compete every year for a championship, and I want to win a championship. I was a Yankee fan, man. Every year you have that expectation that they're going to compete. It doesn't scare me. It's what I've dreamed of. It's kind of what I've dreamed of. Who wouldn't want to compete for a championship every year? So he said that he wanted to follow his dream and be an example of that if he had kids one day. And this guy, he certainly sounds like he knows exactly what he wants. He sounds like a gamer. He is a crazy, crazy um, top of the rotation starter. And I say that because of his pitches. His pitches are crazy. With He's everything you could ever ask for in a pitcher. It seems like he's all about his business. And they asked him, you know, what? Like, throughout the years, for this to be a successful marriage, what needs to happen? And he's like, you know, let's try to get to 30, 30 rings. Let's get, let's go over 30. How about that? That certainly sounds like the Yankee way. His reaction was priceless uh, when Scott Boris told him about the $324 million offer. 
Caracol was like, I didn't say anything for a few seconds. And Boris goes, G, are you there? You're supposed to be fucking screaming. I was like, yeah, I was just taking a, taken aback. I mean, I would have had that same reaction as well. That's literally lottery uh, numbers right there. And we don't really hear about reactions like this to players on their contracts. But, you know, I'm happy he shared that with us. Funny moment, but also very pure. And Cashman talked about how Boris told the Yankees to hold off a day on the initial offer to call because some news was going to come out that might change their thinking. Then Strasburg signed for that $245 million seven-year deal. And, you know, after that, initially the Yankees offered eight years during the winter meetings. And then they came back and offered a ninth year, which was a difference maker. No other team had offered nine years yet, but they never got to because by that time, he had already made up his mind to be a Yankee. He could have went back to the other teams and told them to go nine, but he didn't. His heart was set on the Yankees. So I totally respect that. And the Yankees did sell Cole with some gifts, like like a the wine that he, which is his favorite. He said that gesture put him on his heels. And he said that one of the vintage vintages that they brought was the exact same vintage from the anniversary dinner that him and his wife had in Florence. And he was trying to remember, you know, he was just like, he couldn't figure out how the Yankees knew about that. Like, how do they know that is his favorite bottle or, you know, the perfect bottle to bring? So those bottles are from 2004 and 2005. It was a vintage Macedo Merlot, so that's rated one of the finest red wines in the world, and it retails about eight to nine hundred dollars each. So, very sentimental to them. And Boone gave Lou Kakuza all the credit for it. He's been the club's longtime visiting clubhouse person and he told that information to the traveling secretary who then passed the info along to Cashman so Cole used to always kick it with with him and you know when he had nothing to do he would pass by his office and show he showed him some pictures uh, of the meal that they ate in the cellar in Florence and then there's actually a picture of the wine bottle on the table, then Kakuzo asked him what it was, and, you know, that's, he he actually remembered that, and he passed that information along, and Cole, he was like, he was going crazy, because 
he was really trying to figure out how the Yankees pulled that off. And, and then he remembered it was Lou. So that's a sweet moment. Lou definitely came in clutch. You know, just how the Yankees surprised him. Cole surprised him right back with the sign. And that was just, it was just awesome. Like, it was just, they should make the day that Garrett Cole signed, they should make it Garrett Cole day. Just for the fuck of it. Why not? And of course, people were going to ask this. So they asked Garrett Cole about the Astro scandal. And he pretty much said he witnessed no cheating while being an Astro member in 2018 and 2019. Uh, but then again, he probably isn't allowed to talk about it. It's smart to hold back while an invest- investigation is going on. And I thought he would have snitched anyways. And... That would have just opened up a can of worms on his day. Hal said that they need to win some championships. And he believes they're going to do it sooner than later. Same here, Hal. Same here. (laughs) It's been too long. They need to win multiple. I don't care. I I want five rings out of this, if not more. I've seen people say, like, two. Like, are you really just going to, like, do you not believe in the Yankees that much that you're going to ask for just two two championships? Like, I get it's hard to win, but they have a great team, and they're going to continue to keep adding good pieces. And, yes, they have, you know, lost prospects but they've also graduated them to the majors so that that talent down in the minors already came up to the majors and there's still others like Jason Dominguez who has yet to come up he could be a big part of all this as well and then Cashman he was asked about his next move and he said the emotion is more like Ariana Grande, thank you, next. Because there's still work to do. And even though her name is Adriana Grande, I don't really listen to her. So I, I wouldn't know the difference until people came out and corrected it. So we'll see what other moves Cashman does make. He has made some minor minor signings that I'll get to. Just want to talk about the, the bullpen. So Aaron Boone was asked if the bullpen was pretty much set for 2020. And, you know, he said that they're really confident and that they have a lot of pitchers. They have a lot of depth and... They have a lot of people coming up through the um, through the minors that could potentially make an impact on the roster. So, you know what? If the Yankees do move on, it would suck to move on from a homegrown after so many years like a Betances. Because 
he's been really consistent throughout the years. And as of now, like, it looks unlikely he returns because he wants a one-year deal for $10 million. And he was injured for most of the year. And teams are probably going to want to pay less. And the, Yanks, the Yankees may be worried about his injury. Because if it's just one year for 10, why are why isn't he signed by now? Like, does, does he want to be a Yankee that bad and see if somehow they come back and... And see what's up with him. Or maybe they just. End it. And with the Yankees going hard for Cole. You know we pretty much seen this coming. With him and others. Plus the Yankees believe that they have a lot of guys. More than capable. I know the relievers were gassed. And the Yankees missed Bettences even more. But I feel like it was more of the rotation, the starters not going the distance because they they caused Boone to bring in the pen more than they had to. And they have other options. There's, there's sleepers on the 40-man roster that the Yankees recently added as well. They were going to apply Didi's money, Romine's money towards Cole. Maybe Bettence's money as well if they don't bring him back. As of now, they're not having any active dialogue with his camp. You don't really see guys pitch out of the pen as consistent as Bettence's has. You don't really see that. Like sometimes they have a good year. And then they have a bad year. But he was a horse for us. He was a horse for us. Multiple good years of high leverage innings. He used to get out of so many jams. And he used to make us sweat. But like he got the job done. He'll always be remembered last for recording two outs. Both on strikeouts. After missing a, a whole year. Hopping off the mound and then injuring himself to to put him back on the shelf. I feel for the guy because he did everything the Yankees asked for. And he was so excited to return. And you know what? Like, he was a good cheerleader on the bench. Like, when the Yankees had their rallies going, he would be up there. And he would be, like, rallying them. If you go if you guys go back and look at clips, like Ben says is funny. Um so now the sad part is that he may not even have a chance to win a World Series with the Yankees. But he had a great career. He pitched three hundred and fifty eight games for them, twenty one wins, twenty two losses. 2.36 ERA, 300 and 381.2 innings pitch. 
Out of that, he struck out 621. He's a strikeout machine. That's the thing I love about Bettences, and that's what the Yankees love about him. But maybe they feel like it's time to walk away. Oh, and by the way, his whip was 1.04. I'll truly miss him if it's time here is done with the Yankees. The last of the killer bees. You know, the Mets were linked to him, but it's also unlikely for them because of what he's asking for. The Dodgers supposedly have serious interests. They were aggressively pursuing him, but as of now, he's still a free agent. Maybe this is the Dodgers trying to stick it to the Yanks for taking Cole, breaking their hearts. <laughs> but they did sign a a reliever the Yankees were interested in, Blake Trennan, for one year. He signed for $10 million. He was projected to earn like $8 million, and here he comes. And makes bank after being untendered. After a horrible 2019. But the Dodgers are probably banking on him going back to his 2018 numbers. So, You know, it sucks. Because I really liked him for the Yankees. But I guess it was just too much for their liking. The Dodgers missed out on Cole. They missed out on Rendon, who, by the way, signed a seven-year, $245 million contract with the Angels, who I think made that move because they missed out on Cole. And part of them wanted to make up for it for signing the next available top player in the market and also because they love him. And it seems like they're pretty much done adding starting pitching after signing Julio. They do need to keep their options open. They were last linked to Ryu, so if they can get Ryu, then I would feel a little better if I were an Angels fan after bringing in uh, Rendon. Julio, and if they can bring a guy like Ryu, and then add internally. So, the latest we heard, the Dodgers, I guess they're trying to make up for it. They're in talks with the Red Sox for Mookie Betts, and they're talking to the Indians about Lindor. But until a deal is actually done I'm not gonna pay much attention to it the Padres also had talks with the Indians and they already have Machado and Tatis like imagine if they can throw in Lindor so Lindor Machado Tatis and they have a deep system so they can get it done now let's talk about some rumors news some signings some trades Beginning with Josh Hader. So he's a 25-year-old lefty closer from the Brewers. And the Yankees have been linked to him as well as the Dodgers and the Mets. So he'll be 26 in April. 
So he's very young. And, you know, out of all teams, the Yankees are the most aggressive team. But because of what they're asking for, you know, a deal is unlikely. And, you know, they may not be in a hurry to trade him because as young as he is, he does have a lot of years of control. And he could be part of the plan going forward. And they would probably ask the Yankees for not only top players, you know, they would probably ask for major league rally ready talent. And it's easy to see why he's an attractive get. I've seen impressive stats on MLB Network. So since 2017, he's 6th in ERA at 2.42. He's 13 in innings pitched. He's first in strikeouts with 349. And we know the Yankees love their strikeout pitchers, so it would be fun watching this guy pitch in Yankee Stadium. Opponents are hitting 541. And that's second to uh, to Chapman. So, like I said, he has a lot of years of control. He has four. And I think if the Yankees were to get him, you know, it's wishful thinking right now. But if they were to get him, he w- he becomes one of the setup men and definitely a future closer. The Brewers, they're not really making any real splashes. So a trade will be a way to improve the club going forward. And it could just be the Yankees doing their due diligence because they recognize how nasty he is. And... In 2019, and this year, his K-9 ratio was 16.4. And that would lead all of the Yankees' current bullpen. Like, if you thought the Yankees' bullpen was nasty, it gets even nastier with this guy. And in 62 games, he had a 3-5 record. His ERA was 2.62. He pitched 75.2 innings pitched, and he struck out 138 batters. His whip was .81, and he had 44 chances, save opportunities, and he saved 37. So, impressive numbers, you know. And Bettences will be 32 next year. So he's older, and the Yankees may not be willing to meet his asking price as of now. And they may be concerned about his healing process. And then we saw a clueless writer who decided to write a horrible trade proposal about Brewers getting Torres, Marino, Gill for Hayter, and Urias. That's a total fleece, so there's no way the Yankees would part with Torres to begin with. They believe in Savvy. And, you know, Gil, they can trade in other top prospects, but it might not be enough to get it done. We're basically dreaming at this point. You know, last we heard, they were still talking. And just today we heard that the Yankees uh, are still interested. I mean, they're going to be interested in, in what looks nice and shiny.
hater is. Oof. Man. I just don't think it's realistic right now. Another guy. We got to say goodbye to Austin Romine because he signed a one-year deal with the Tigers for $4.15 million. So we all remember him with the the benches clearing brawl and how, you know, he threw punches at Miguel Cabrera. So that was two years ago. Uh, but he did clear the air from, you know, a recent interview he had with a Tigers reporter. So he said, no hard feelings. I feel like baseball takes care of itself. You have two guys out there protecting their teams. That's just baseball. It was an unfortunate circumstance, but you move on. So if you remember his brother, Andrew, he used to be a catcher for the Tigers. And, you know, I said he probably told him about his Detroit experience and went for it. So he pretty much did so. He said he had a talk with him and his brother spoke very highly of the Tigers organization, how they worked and how the city was. So. Uh, you know, he ultimately chose to be a, a tiger at the end of the day, following in his brother's steps, but as a starting catcher. So, congrats to to Romine landing a starting catcher's job. You know, the times the Yankees do face him is gonna be is gonna be fun watching him from afar. I'm gonna be rooting for him, but. Not when the Yankees face the Tigers. I'll rule from him, you know, for him when he plays against another team. And, um, you know, he stepped up a lot of times when Gary was injured and when he was going through his struggles or when he was called upon giving Gary a day off. You know, he always remained ready to hit, ready to catch. He wasn't just an automatic out. He put up competitive at-bats, and, you know, he took his pitches. He went the other way, and the pitchers loved pitching to him. He was well-respected by his, you know, by the by the players and the media, the fans. His his demeanor was, was awesome. He meant business. So, yeah, farewell. And... Good luck to his career. It was a pleasure watching him behind the plate, watching him hit, and defending his team. So, yeah, they did let Romine go. They recently signed Eric Kratz to a minor league deal. So he's a great guy. He did a great job in the NL. And also as a Yankee when he was up. Uh, so, you know, we might see him come up sooner than we think because baseball is a long season. So, you know, great guy. So I, li- I like the, the depth move. And as far as the Yankees considering Cole's personal catcher, Maldonado, you know, you can cross him off the list because he signed to a two-year deal for $7 million with the Astros. So 
supposedly he had multiple offers, but he took less money to return to Houston. And the Yankees, they weren't they weren't going to pay, you know, that, that kind of money to a backup catcher anyways. Because if that's the case, it would have just brought back um, Romine. So it just shows that they're really confident with Higgy. They feel like he can handle the staff. And he does have some pop in his bats. And he hits well against lefties. And personally, I'm fine with Gary Sanchez being Cole's personal catcher. So I can't wait for that. Another player the Yankees had to say goodbye to, Didi Gregorius, signed a a one-year deal for $14 million with the Phillies. So he'll be joining Girardi over there. You know, we know his money was going to go was going to be applied towards Cole, and he can always return, you know, after his contract expires, but I just don't think it's likely. And it's crazy to think that he spent five years as a Yankee. Time flies. Like, I remember when they traded for him, he went from being an unknown, somebody that was going to replace... Big time shoes and Derek Jeter to becoming a fan favorite. You know, I'll miss his clutchness, the leadership in the clubhouse. A very exciting player. Back in 2016, I actually predicted a breakout year for him after he trained really hard with A Rod and he worked on some things at shortstop. You know, he did just that. He he put himself on the map and had a breakout year and was considered one of the top shortstops in baseball and Curry shout me out for it you know he went from being a good fielder and a a weak hitter to becoming a good fielder and a good hitter he worked his butt off to become the shortstop that he is today you know it sucks that he had the surgery had a down year but like I said he's a good candidate to bounce back because when you have TJ surgery you know Sometimes it takes a while and you need another year. So your your routine is thrown off and stuff like that. So I, I think he's going to have a good year. And we all know that this is a performance-based business. The Yankees probably felt like he was a luxury. He didn't perform well. well. And, you know, they had enough depth to move him. Of course, I'll miss him in the dugout having fun. His smile is contagious. His post-game tweets. Seeing him at short with Torres out there. But the Yankees do have a great duo in Torres, shortstop, his natural position. I think it'll be great for his growth, staying at just one position. And DJ, playing second base, which is his best position. You know, I feel like they do need to extend him because he has one year left. He's a valuable player to be able to play multiple positions. Great fielder. He can flat out rake. That's the kind of guy that the Yankees need to extend. And with the 26-man roster, Wade can even back up, you know, shortstop or any additional infield positions. There's also Estrada. He... He proved himself last year. 
Didi also had written a heartfelt goodbye on social media. And I was feeling some type of way because of what he wrote. So he pretty much said, I want to thank the New York Yankees organization for the awesome five seasons I had there and for letting me grow into myself and be around great group of guys. And to the fans, thanks for the booze and the cheers and push me to be better. Much love. It's tough because you build bonds and I felt everything he said, but baseball is a business, so, you know, the Yankees are doing what's best for them. Maybe we'll see him again in the World Series, so, you know, I'll have, I'll always have respect for him. I'll always have love for him, and I wish him nothing but the best. He will be missed, but time to turn the page he was actually recently interviewed by the Phillies press and he was asked if he was disappointed if the Yankees didn't bring him back and he said that Cashman pretty much said that Cole was a priority and you know that he kept in contact with the Phillies so he ended up signing with them Based off his body language, he seemed a little ticked off, but I mean, he's right. He got to focus on himself and prioritize, which is why he went to the Phillies. You know, they came calling definitely more than once, and he answered. CC actually had some some nice, nice thoughts on, on Didi on the R2C2 podcast, so... You know, he mentioned how the whole organization is going to feel the loss of Didi from, you know, the clubhouse, the players, the fans, the scoreboard, everybody. He talked about how he had such a big impact in New York coming in after G. And, you know, he doesn't think that there's anybody, you know, that could have bridged that gap for them and... If Didi didn't come in and did what he did, you know, he would, they would still be looking for leadership and doing all extra things. And he crushed all of it. You know, he, he hates to see him go, but he's glad he's getting paid because I, like I said, he's going to be reunited with Joe Thompson, uh, D-Rob. I think he's going to be fine. He thinks he's going to do and great in Philly. So, you know, like I said, I wish him the best. And if, you know, the Phillies do face the Yankees, I don't wish him the best. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was a good time. And Cashman actually said on the Yankees' house stove that they want to take a look and see what Anderhart looks like at first base and left field on top of him trying to win the job at third base. So I actually throw out a scenario of, you know, left field and first base besides, besides third base and DH. After he had the surgery, his value 
did drop so now he needs to prove that he is still the same offensive player and the yankees need to decide if they'll hang on to him or deal him uh you know he's such a great hitter he doesn't just swing for the fences he goes with the pitches the other way he's a complete hitter he makes a lot of contact defense we'll have to see how he does in spring training and during season but i think he you know if he's able to hack either first or left field he can definitely stay good players always find a way on the roster like brett garner the yankees brought him back so he's gonna party with us in 2020 for 10 million in 2020 and the Yankees gave him a $2 million signing bonus. And he has a salary of $8 million. So, Guardy's getting paid. And for 2021, he has a 10... I'm sorry. He has a $10 million club option with a 2.5 buyout. You know, I was excited when I read the news because... He's a Yankee, man. Like, I, I can't see him in a different uniform. And he just had a career, career year, and Hicks' sideline is... It only made sense. You know, for those are, who are saying that it's too much, the guy, like I said, just had a career year offensively. He, he always plays great defense. And he stepped up when guys were hurt. And, you know, if he did turn down multi-years to stay a Yankee... You know they were going to have to pay up. The Yankees lost leadership with CeCe gone, with Didi gone. Betance is gone as of now. And I feel better about the the outfield situation. Because Hicks is going to be back sometime in probably July. And, you know, we have a small sample size by Talkman, even though... In that small sample size, he was a really solid player for us. And I always said I didn't mind a reunion as long as it didn't interfere with bringing in Cole. It did not, so I'm happy about that. And Bettences may not return because he's also considered a luxury. In this case, Guardy was more of a need. So... His veteran leadership keeps the guys loose. You know, he's a jokester, but he knows, you know, when to be serious, when to be on top of his game, which is, you know, he knows how to balance those two outs. He's very knowledgeable, and the youngsters, they go to him a lot for information. Guardy loves the Yankees. The Yankees love Guardy. You know, good guy on and off the field. And... They haven't officially made a move for him on the 40-man roster. So I'm wondering if they're still trying to trade Hap and they're looking for the best trade partner or if they're looking to see who to DFA or besides Hap, maybe who they can trade. So so that's what's happening with the Guardi situation. 
what else has happened? Uh, let's see. The 2019 Rule 5 draft. So the Yankees lost five players. They lost, let's see, four right-handed pitchers and one infielder. So they took Ronnie Garcia. He went to the Tigers. Hobie Harris went to the Blue Jays. Paul Carter went to the White Sox. Reynaud Espinal, he went to the Red Sox. And Wendell Rijo from the Yankees, he went to the Braves. So, you know, these aren't brand names or anything. They're not top prospects. The Yankees protected who they should have kept. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much of you know, who they gave up, and I did talk about who they kept on my previous episode, if you want to take a listen to that, so I'm um, not mad about anybody that was selected, so even more news, I will be, uh, they made changes to the drug program for 2020, so they will be testing for fentanyl, Opioids, which is what caused that Angel, Angels pitcher's Skaggs death. And they'll be also, they will also test for cocaine. They're going to remove uh, marijuana from the drugs of abuse list, as they should. You know, I haven't heard anything about marijuana harming you. Uh, There will also be mandatory drug educational programs and treatments for players in need. So I absolutely love this. You know, they're cleaning up the game even more. And we've seen players pass away from drug use. So definitely don't want to see players hiding from their problems, turning to these drugs and knowing they have someone they can turn to. If they have an issue, it's big. Also, the Astros uh, cheating scandal. So the commissioner, you know, he was interviewing 60 people and he was examining 76,000 emails. Like, holy shit. Like, that definitely has to include spring training games or practice season 17 through 19, including the playoffs, like. Wow. They're wasting so much money in this investigation. And you know they're going to want their money back. They're going to find these Astros. So, besides that, the Astros... They actually admitted to using a center field camera to steal signs in 2017. They didn't feel like they were breaking any rules and that other teams use similar means to steal signs. They said that, you know, no no special camera was put in place to, you know, facilitate the process. But they did request a live feed and a monitor near the dugout because the video was too far away and apparently the Astros were in the the bottom 10 among 30 teams in terms of the center field camera showing the the ball strike accuracy so they adjusted and they said that 
I guess they wanted viewers to have a better look at the the strike the strike zone and there was a picture there was two pictures uh tweeted out they were being compared so it pretty much looks like the the front office fixed the camera for themselves to to cheat you know or or maybe you know they they intended to fix the view and then along the way they thought you know what maybe we can cheat off of this they're always like you know trying to cover things up and and say each team does it you know that we haven't found out plus here they are trying to make it seem like they wanted a better camera for viewers but they wanted you know a camera view for the front office i knew they were gonna go ahead and try and turn this around so you know whatever punishment it takes to scare teams off for cheating do that and if other teams were doing it you know why would fires warn teams about this like that doesn't make any sense if you if you're suspecting other teams doing it you're you wouldn't just like give them a, give an alert for teams to to go and cover their tracks and you know players would have said something they wouldn't have said something if if this was you know if that was the case and then we heard about the juice ball so supposedly you know MLB they did an investigation and they said that they supposedly didn't you know jack up the balls or whatever I think it's bull because you know you see people hitting less home runs if, I mean if you do see them hitting less home runs in 2020 you'll know why like first of all the Yankees they broke the all-time single season record uh, for team home runs in 2018 so that was impressive right with 267 and then a year later how come all of a sudden four teams break that record So the thing about the fixed balls, that's BS. So it's going to be interesting to see if they keep using those balls or they go back to the original. Uh, The Yankees also made a minor signing. Uh, So they signed a former Ray outfield prospect Thomas Malone to a minor league deal so it's obviously a depth mode but it could it could turn into something he hit 309 in 55 games and he spent time at double a and you know he's a great defensive center fielder who has made strides with the bats again what if they find another Tachman? The Yankees are so good at finding under the radar guys and making them relevant. So not all pan out, but we'll see how this signing goes. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, let's see. Kluber got traded to the Rangers. So good for them. 
You know, they have a new ballpark. They're going to want fans to come to it. They have, um, they've traded the Shields and Clace to the Indians. The Rangers, they received type 100K from the Indians in the trade. So, you know, Cleveland picked up half of, you know, Kluber's $1 million assigning bonus, assignment bonus. And they also picked up the rest of his 17.5 option. So they pretty much flipped them for Cleese and the Shield. So, you know, I feel like they got fleeced. They could have got way more. But this is what they settled for. And I guess the Indians really, really like Cleese or Classy. Um, because he throws a 100 mile per hour cutter and um, you know I, I for the Indians eating that much money I feel like they they really should have asked for more they could have got more but it's already done and the Yankees they could have easily made a trade for similar prospects but the Indians almost never trade with the Yankees. I'm just happy that when they do face the Indians, they're not going to be facing, you know, guys like Bauer and Kluber. So that's a win-win. Also, more signings. Bumgarner, he signed to a 85 five-year deal. 85 million for five years. So he signs with the D-backs. 15 million is deferred. So, you know, the Angels missed out on him. And, you know, I knew he wasn't going to get 100 million. You know, this, there was concern about his role splits. Last season, at home, he had a 2.93 ERA. Everywhere else, it was 5.29. You know, now that they have him, Robbie Ray, he may be on the move once the rest of the starters sign off the free agent market. And I feel like trades are going to get going. So I see him on the move. Aaron Warren, the Yankees bring him back for the third time. So they actually signed him to a two-year minor league deal. So he's unlikely to pitch in 2020 because he's going to be rehabbing. Uh, But he does have a salary of, let's see, 800K in the majors plus 100K for each 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, and 60 appearances. If he's not on the roster... On August 28th, he may be released for a spot on another team's 26-man roster. Uh, so, I've always loved, you know, Warren's time in the pinstripes. He's always been a workhorse for us in any role. He's always pitched so well. He's got out of a lot of jams for relievers. When they were having meltdowns, he's... He started for us. He gave us distance or he's pitched out of the bullpen. He's pitched in 
higher level situations. He's done it all. And I was surprised when they... He became a free agent a few times and the Yankees didn't try to bring him back then when he was healthy. So, I mean, he ended up going back to the the Mariners. Uh, But he's back with the Yankees and... You know, hopefully he pitches as good as he was when he was healthy, which I'm sure he will. I've always loved um, Warren. So good. So many good memories. Other guys the Yankees are being linked to. So there's 31-year-old Brandon Belt. So he's a lefty bat from the Giants. And... You know, it doesn't really make much sense because of what he's old and his numbers aren't that impressive. Uh, let's see. He batted a slash line of 234 batting average. His OBP was 339. He was slugging 403. His OPS was 742. And then he hit 17 home runs and 54 RBIs. His war, unimpressive which was 0.6. And he's owed $34.4 million across the next two seasons. So, like, that's a lot of money. It doesn't make sense for a team that's trying to shed payroll. Well, they were trying to get rid of Pat because of that reason. Um, But Bell, he has played multiple positions mostly first base and left field. I would say it's a hard pass for me because he's not that impressive anymore. And I feel like the Yankees don't believe in Ford and Voight as much as we do. And I still think they should explore, you know, veteran depth, but I don't think Bell is the answer. Uh, the Yankees were also linked to Kyer Schwarber. Schwarber. <laughs> Maybe you pronounce his name. But nothing serious. So here's another guy that can rake. He's a lefty bat. But his defense is no no upgrade from what the Yankees currently have. You know, they have Andohar. They have Stanton. They'll probably share the DH role. They'll rotate the DH slot with the outfielders. Or give somebody half a day off. And I wouldn't sleep on Void because he actually rakes against both righties and lefties. So he's fully healthy now. So, uh, you know, I feel like first base is his job to lose, even though I feel like it's going to be a competition with him and Ford because Ford is actually good, pretty good too. Uh, the latest we've heard is the Yankees have talked about Joe Panic. And, you know, I'm not too crazy about him. You know, he's a second baseman. He started 118 games. I feel like on a minor league deal, it would be okay. I wouldn't like him for a major league deal. I like our internal options way better. And... You know, he hit five home runs, 39 RBIs, 244 batting average, and 430 at-bats. So, he was nothing, nothing crazy. I feel like Wade could hit the same or better. 
And we got more Yankee news. So, the MLBPA, they finally uh, filed a grievance against the Yankees regarding Ellsbury. So, that should be fun. I think it's a bad look for Ellsbury. And good from the Yankees, from what we know. You know, more could be leaked that we don't know about, so... But as of now, it seems like the Yankees have great potential to win this case. Oh, you know, I was happy when I found out the Yankees got rid of their their strength and coaching, <laughs> coaching, <laughs> their strength, strength and conditioning coach Matt Cross because it was overdue. Like last year. You know, it was crazy. And the year before, they I felt like they had a lot of players going down. And we can't afford to have too many pieces on the shelf. You know, it sucks that he lost his job right before the holidays. And But, you know, the Yankees had to do what they had to do. And, you know, I hope he finds a job somewhere, but... It just didn't... He just didn't cut it. And last but not least... The Yankees announced... Pitchers and catchers report on February 12th. Position players report on 2-17. February 17th. And the first full workout... February 18th. My brother's birthday... And the first ring training game will be February 22nd. And don't forget, they have two exhibition games against the Blue Jays and the Montreal on March 23rd through the 24th. So I can't wait for that. So yeah, with the addition of Gardner, the Yankees are going to have to make room for him. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll see if they add another reliever. We'll see if they make a trade. And that's it for this episode on Yanks Next Man Up. Thank you all for tuning in. Merry Christmas to all. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy holidays. Um, If you aren't following me, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and stay tuned for the next one. Go Yankees.